Loading Nerd Track Program. Listen when ready. So, I have a fun new alcohol for today. Oh, jeez. Okay. This is Captain Morgan Cannon Blast. I have not tried it yet, but uh, my my wife's aunts had this lying around, and they go, well, we're not going to drink it. And I said, ooh, I will. It looks like the Cokes that you get around Christmas time that look like they're (laughs) all ornaments. Yeah, Yeah, the little... Or like the grenade blasters they have at Disney for the Coke bottles Mm -hmm. that you walk allowed on airplanes. Do I have... Oh, no, nice. I didn't bring one home. Supposed to look I, brought, like I, brought home my, I brought home the Dasani it's water bottle. It's all written in Har- nice. Harborage. Dig it. What's it got um, in it? It's just mm-hmm. rum, right? Like just regular rum? I think, it's, I think it's a darker, more spiced version of Captain Morgan. Let's see here. Oh, okay. I thought it was going to be like a mixed Ooh. something something. Ooh, it smells like rubbing alcohol. How long has it been hanging around for? Uh, Captain, I do Morgan not, is no, not, has, Captain Morgan is not meant to be aged. Let it, it evaporate been, a little bit. <laughs> it's been sealed and in a cabinet for many years, I'm pretty Dude, sure. Cleanse your palate there. Woo-hoo! Are right, you drinking it or not? We'll, we'll try that a little bit later. Let, let's keep moving. Are <laughs> we saying welcome to a podcast yeah, or something? I will. Yeah. No, well, we haven't done this in a couple of weeks, so I'm, I'm I'm a little rusty. Sorry. Oh, rusty, is that it? <clears throat> Let me clear my throat. Okay. Welcome to the Nerd Trick Podcast, everybody. Thank you for joining us. I'm Jeff, and I'm here with David. Hey, guys. And Phil. Hey, everybody. And... More importantly, we have a guest with us. Welcome, uh, Katie Nicolau. Yeah, how's it going? Hi. Good. Hi. Thanks for doing this. Yeah. Oh, thanks for having me. Anytime I have an excuse to talk to people outside of the weather is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's not many of us well, out here. Not the weather. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's funny because Absolutely Katie has like cool. a hoodie and everything on is all bundled up. Meanwhile, in California, it was 97, I think. It was today, hot today. Roasting. Wow. Yeah, yeah. we're going to get to like 32 by the end of the week for for overnight lows. So I'm nice <laughs> and withholding turning on the heat. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a cold not out. to go outside for yeah. different reasons. <laughs> I'm a cold person. Yeah, I would rather be bundled up. Actually, I, it's interesting and ironic because I'm allergic to the cold. I'm one of only Ooh. a few people that developed it as an allergy because of a medication. And so now if I stay in the cold too long, I'll like break out in hives and a rash and I'll get all itchy. And like, <laughs> oh, oh my God. it's like me and two Literally. kids in Colorado. It's a mess. That's it. So like <laughs> if you ever have like, like a meetup, it's just just the three of you. Exactly. We'll all just <laughs> be lamenting about how we love skiing, but it does not love us back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Jeez. Oh, man. Um, so people may know you from you do your nerdy forecasts uh, on oh, yes. TikTok. You have a huge following on TikTok. Yeah, I'm getting close to about half a million right now, which blows my mind. That's awesome, That's awesome though. So hopefully it's been sure a good is. community. <laughs> it has been. You know, what's nice is I frankly have no cares to keep like i when it comes to blocking people so like if yeah. someone's like a jerk i'll just be like 
I do not need you in my life. Shoo. And so that that's cleaned it up so I have a nice little community of just nerds. And it's so much fun. And then a couple people who aren't nerds and then they get weirded out. <laughs> They're like, what is happening? They're like, hold on. Those poor this normies. This girl really likes the Star Trek show. <laughs> poor normies. <laughs> oh, if only they go to a convention, they, uh, it, it would shock them. Oh, Speaking so of boring. conventions... Um, so it's funny. I think I saw you walking around, but I didn't realize that it was you. And I yes. saw you in your, your Janeway macrophage. I love yes. that thing. Oh my gosh. That was the most fun. It, like that cosplay took months. Yeah. And it, it's, it was so cool. I think it culminated cause I, I got Kate Mulgrew to sign the phaser, which oh, nice. was freaking dope but more importantly for me was i was walking through the vendors room and garrett wong showed up and he he stopped me he goes oh my god can i get a picture of you and i'm just like yeah you can yeah (laughs) yes you can (laughs) you're still an ensign (laughs) that's awesome and but it was such a good cosplay i mean so so what did you make the on the macrophage out of a pumpkin i oh yeah i i been planning it for months because I, I knew it had to be light and I knew it had to be durable. And mm-hmm. so I went out to Michael's, our craft store in town, and I got one of their large foam pumpkins. And I I took that and then I got spray insulation foam, like two cans of it, yep. propped it up and like just sprayed the daylights out of it. And then the tendrils were actually made up of copper wiring that was on clearance at Lowe's, covered in uh, cosplay foam. And then all carved out and painted. And I looked wow. like I was starting a meth lab in the garage as I was making this. It's, yeah, I had the full-on protective face mask. It was a mess. But it looked good. It looked amazing. Um, David doesn't know because he hasn't seen Voyager. But there's there's an episode where, like, these giant, like, germs, like, viruses. And they're, like, huge things. And so that's what Katie was cosplaying as. Oh, okay. No one had ever done it before, to my knowledge. So I... Uh, I figured, hey, I'm going to meet Kate Mulgrew. I might as well be fun. (laughs) Absolutely. Now's the time. I think it was fun. That's awesome. I love that. And that's what's always cool, too, is you get to find people do those cosplays that maybe aren't as kind of mainstream, like those like random ones. But that's 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 such a good episode, too. Oh, yeah. And then I'm I'm tempted to go like the complete opposite end of the spectrum and do an infamous one and cosplay as the lizard baby from <gasps> uh, Threshold next year and <laughs> just it. crawl around the cosplay <laughs> the room floor. <laughs> that would be amazing. I've seen one other person do it in my life and it, it was incredible. So <laughs> that's worth it. 100%. I'm pretty sure Robert Duncan McNeil just like cracked up on stage for a solid five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, um, how often, or cause, um, was that your first time at STLV or ha- have you gone before? It was my first time at STLV. Oh. Yeah. I'd never been to Vegas before. I'd been to one of the Chicago ones back in the 2010s when it happened, mm. but that was about it. So good experience. It was. Yeah. Very small, uh, like venue yeah. area. So I hear the Rio is a little bit larger. A lot larger. Um, yeah. 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 It's it's That's nearly good. twice the size. Yeah. Wow. As long as there's more than like 20 feet for Anson Mount's autograph sign next uh, signing <laughs> next year, I'll be happy with that. Oh, those lines were ridiculous. Yeah, I waited in line That's for nice. Sonequa Martin Green, and like yes. that line stretched from one wall almost all the way back to the other side, and oh, yeah. it was just ridiculous. Oh when no, it I makes it uncomfortable for everybody else like trying to get around and exactly. to the other people. You're in front of the vendors. Like, 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I was in uh, Ant's mouth line for 65 minutes, and then he just wow. got up and left. And they're like, "Oh yeah, he's done." I was like, "You're kidding me, right? You have an entire vendors room worth of people still standing." You guys Are didn't you want to tell anybody that, did you? Come back <laughs> later tickets. I'm like, you, 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 you knew there would be a riot. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh jeez. But not so, say so anything. That's the. Well, that's kind of how Frakes, well, I mean, Frakes was, because uh, I was trying to get Frakes' yeah. autograph on a, a cast photo, and he was, like, back and forth. He had to go and come back as he was doing, like, photo ops. It was just a, a lot of back and forth, and it's... Yeah. It, it's the schedule be, like, was really weird. Weekend. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Especially and, with that many stars. Right? Another, There's over 100. Yeah. 120 or something like that. Jeez. Yeah. Crazy. Which we were included in. Yeah. Sort of, sort of. No, Not really. If you want to hear <laughs> our train wreck, you can go back a few episodes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we were lucky to uh, 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 host a panel. We were very lucky. It was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, oh, yeah. that's awesome. Every um, every nerd's dream have a panel at STLV. Oh yeah, I'm I'm thinking of applying for one next year and just doing it like let your nerd flag fly unashamedly. Yeah, I, Trekkie. Do it absolutely. Yeah, I I would do that or uh, apply for that at, at any local convention or go to the big ones. That would be amazing. Absolutely do oh, that. Yeah. And like even just doing like a fandom forecast one, being like, yeah. seriously, how's the feasibility of weather in your world? Could we have a weather control net like Risa? Let's talk about it. You could use my brain just because like I, th- there's a few other scientists and like uh, that we know that I'm like, hmm, we can make this work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Science. I know Dr. Muhammad Noor is like huge at the conventions. I love Muhammad. So yeah, I'm Dr. Sure. Noor is great. Yeah, if you ever get a chance to see, yeah, talk to Dr. Noor or Dr. McDonald because I yeah. I love Erin. She's great too. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, I keep um, I keep joking and semi wishing that I could be a meteorology consultant for Star Trek. Just like anytime you have weather, I work for free. Just call me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll just do it. It's I okay. just want to see my name in the credits. <laughs> let's see what we can do. I uh <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> let's see what we can do. We know a few people. What email? We'll see. We'll yeah. See. <laughs> awesome. Um so how did you get into Star Trek first? Like what was your first exposure to it? Uh Gambit Part Two. Of Ooh. Next Generation. TNG. No one ever, I've never met another soul that started with that one. I uh, yeah. actually, <laughs> True. no, I was in middle school and I, it was just one night, my mom was asleep, my brother was asleep and my dad was up watching Star Trek and I just happened to be wandering through their room and like a fifth grader does naturally. And I <laughs> saw this Picard guy at the time who was like facing off against this dude with a weird forehead and I was like, this and my dad's like i've waited this entire life for you to ask i I just kind of sat down and i watched like it it was at the beginning of gambit part two so i caught the recap and we just watched that night i distinctly remember the next day my mom and my brother and i all went to a car dealership to get our oil changed or something and I was raving about this one guy named Riker and how I liked him. And there was this one guy named Picard, and that was all I knew. And now I'm here. So you can see how that went. I needed to know. Well, it came into my life at a time where I really needed it because middle yeah. school freaking sucks. And oh, sure. Awful. And for me, being a nerdy weather girl as I was, it was not great. And I had horrible anxiety to the point where I 
some sort two months actually i really refused to leave my house Mm-hmm. And it was so like crippling. And then being introduced to Star Trek, it kind of made me think through my anxiety, logically speaking. Yeah. And so that really helps me beat the anxiety. And then I just blossomed into whatever the heck this is. And now I'm doing crazy <laughs> things. <laughs> That's See, it starts with like a small acorn and it's grown. Exactly. Small <laughs> acorn with those little neural zappers on the neck. And next thing you know, you got a fan girl. <laughs> That is amazing. I love hearing stories about that. Like, and it's, it, it seems to happen so often. It's like, you know, it's that shy, nerdy person or kind of the, the weird kid who's not included. And they're like, well, I, I, I found the show and then I, I liked it. And I found other people who like the show. And then like you, you meet your people and then it, exactly. it's just amazing. That's well, and, awesome. and it's kind of the same thing with the Doctor Who community. Cause I just got yeah. into that when I moved out here is that when you find a show that you like, the reason you like it is because of the people and mm-hmm. like the situations they're in. And just if other people like that, then they have like-minded ideals as you. And it just makes it a whole lot easier to find nice people. Right. True. Yes. Yeah. Cause people tend to watch something because it's either the, like the theme behind it or the morals mm-hmm. behind it or like that, that kind of underlying tone. So yeah, exactly. it's like, I mean, not that there can't be jerks, but well, yeah. generally with Star Aww. Trek, <laughs> the what? Internet has proven that. <laughs> yes, that's true. But I, I'd say overall, it's it's usually a pretty good, good crowd. It is. And, you know, mm. there's always the block button if they aren't. <laughs> Absolutely right. <laughs> Use it liberally. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Um. So any are. So is TNG your favorite show? Or do you have some other favorites? You know, I. I have so many different favorites for so many different reasons. I think of each series of Star Trek like each different Doctor from Doctor Who for any cross-fandom contamination that goes on. In that they're all just so unique. But the most rewatched one has to be Voyager. I just, I freaking love Janeway. And worst case scenario... I have that episode memorized. If I am just like in a bad mood, I'll just watch that episode and love it. So that that's my go-to happy show. But that's every fair. single show, I have something that I love about it. And that's that's one of the beauties of Star Trek, too, is you have so many options now, especially with this new renaissance that's going on. It's mm-hmm. so awesome. It's like a different flavor of ice cream. It may not be yours, it but is. it's but it's out there. Exactly. Like there's Lower Decks, which my mom does not approve of. And then there's Strange New Worlds, which she does. And then it's it's like if you want a tangent, you can go to the Orville. That's still very Star Trek themed. And yeah. it's just it's, it's such a good time to be a Trekkie. As someone who grew up in the 2000s drought of Star Trek, I'm yeah. happy. There is a great connection from this episode to Gambit Parts 1 and Parts 2. Yeah. You know it. Oh, there is. Okay. We'll get there. Yep. Oh, okay. I'll I'll let you guys because I don't remember. What episode okay. are we doing again? All right. Well, let's. Okay. <laughs> I guess we'll actually talk about an episode. I was, dude. I was just gonna talk to Katie for the rest of the hour. Right. Then. Screw you guys. Yeah, we know. There you go. Yes. Yeah. Fine. We have a podcast here, Jeff. We're doing it. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> let's talk about the episode. Okay. Uh, so we're doing DS9 season one episode eight, The Passenger. Original air date February twenty second, nineteen ninety three. Um, the rough plot of this one is uh, Kira and Julian run into some aliens. Uh, one is like a, uh, or there's a, oh, a prisoner transport, uh, and he's dying, and there's a mystery about stuff happening, and he was there to steal some special 
material to help keep them living longer and hijinks ensue. All right, so let's start with Katie. 93. Right. Oh my gosh, I was minus three years old at the time. (laughs) God, I feel old now. Born in 96. Sorry to make you feel old. That's okay. It's We're okay. all babies. Yeah, yeah. So you're a gradu- third year I graduated high school. 14 yeah. years younger than me. Aw, it's, you know, we all can appreciate the 90s, so that's what matters. <laughs> that's true. Let me go get my, like, Geritol and some Ben Gay cream, and I'll be good. We're there good. you go. Ouch gum. <laughs> and get just up out of my wax. chair. I'm like, oh, my back. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm getting old sucks. Nice. Hear the creaking from here. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with Katie. What are your thoughts on this episode? My first thought was, oh, my gosh, was Julian always this obnoxious? (laughs) That is my number one complaint for the first season. Julian is such an ass. He's such an ass. I hate it. What are you doing? I just liked him. Yeah. But, you know, and then on the other side, I'm like, I never remembered how, like, good Kira was from the Mm get-go. And, like, I'm just like. Wow, I how do I not remember this? But yeah, the the initial thought was I love you, Julian, but no, <laughs> but no, this is not it. It's it's and it goes on and on every he just episode. Won't shut he up, won't stop. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, I I'm curious to see how how his journey is because I I don't like the character right now, but I'm hoping it gets better over time. Oh. I want to like him. I won't lie. Yeah, I want yeah. him. Cause, you cause guys I, I, will have fun. I kind of see that, like, because I see part of me in in him. He's kind of that nerdy, awkward, oh, I'm into science kind of thing. And I was like, I see a lot of that. But then he I'm, he starts talking, and I'm like, oh, crap. Yeah, but he's an obnoxious <laughs> asshole about it. Mm-hmm. So. And we all know someone kind of like that. I feel like, mm-hmm. especially yeah. if you're in the yeah, science the, community. The, the overachiever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The know-it-all. <laughs> the, like, the person who, like, wants a 4.0 and then wants a 4.2, somehow getting even extra grades <laughs> after that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I may or may not have been one in high school, but I wasn't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you, you can admit it, it's fine. Right. Exactly. I'm reformed. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, David, I know this is your first time watching it through. What do you think? Yes, absolutely. My first time watching it through, uh, as with pretty much everything we watch. Um, I mean, it was interesting, the especially in the beginning when she's like, oh, he can't possibly be dead. He fakes his death all the time. He's got to be somewhere like make sure it's him. Make sure it's not a clone. And I was kind of along the lines of like, okay, it's going to be a paranoia. And then they started settling in on like, oh, he hijacked someone's brain. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and But I did not see it being Julian. That was that was a twist. I thought for sure it was going to be What's-Her-Face 2 that, uh, that was hunting him. Because that would just make the most sense. That'd be like mm. the smartest thing. But So welcome well, twist well. there that I wasn't able to call. Which is always kind of nice. Yeah. Well, I <laughs> yeah. guess it's hard because, so I think... David and I, and I are the only ones who have never seen this episode, but you two have seen it already before, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I, I kind of figured it, it was Julian because he was touched, like, because the, the prisoner touched him, like, right when he died. So that's when I was like, I think it's Julian. Oh, uh, see, that hmm, didn't occur to okay. me. Hmm. That was my thought. Pro- well, cause Depends on how he... sleep-deprived you are when you watch this episode. <laughs> Fair. My well, only cause... issue with this episode is it's very schizoid man. I feel like they ripped mm-hmm. off TNG big time on this. Oh, I can see that for the transfer of consciousness and all that shit. When the guy goes into data. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. See, but it almost, well, to a degree, it almost makes feels like it makes more sense with data because he is an Android. But I know people yeah, can obviously can see, have like, the technology to technology transfer. But yeah, here yeah. going from person to person. Yeah, and you can kind of write that off as like, oh, it's more advanced technology. Okay, Android, it's a copy from a hard drive onto a thing. Because people do have multiple personalities, obviously, and the brain can hold more than one personality. But yeah, data's to suddenly like be able drive. Oh, yeah, but that's I mean, in this one, to be able to touch someone and just like flash your personality into their brain is weird. It's the weird. future. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's the an extra level it's of weird, much. even for Star Trek. It's science. <laughs> Welcome to the future. Tender shirt. It's great here. It's science. It. <laughs> sure, <laughs> science. Strike. Science. Yeah, that was a little because he he had like a thing under his fingernail, like or like a. He has like an electro pulse yeah, that like had a, a memory like face in yeah. it. That he had for a long time, just in case he ever needed to use it, which didn't make it's any sense to me. Cause wouldn't you case. need to up? Well, but wouldn't you need to update your personality onto that thing continually so that? Yeah, like, like new memories. What I'm if he transferred like ten year kind of old backup schedule? Yeah, him from ten <laughs> years old, uh, ten years ago goes on there, and he has no idea who anybody like. Yeah. Every yeah. night it's like an iPhone. You plug it in, it updates, yeah. and then you but, go to bed. It updates to the cloud, and you're good to go the next day. Yeah. Great. <laughs> right? It kind of reminds me of like Altered Carbon. Um, if you guys have watched a that. Bit of that. Yeah, yeah. It's so because it was a comic book, right? Day. But it was a show on Netflix where basically like everyone's personality is on these like stacks, these like hard drives that are inserted into your neck, and then you can take them out and put them oh. into a new body. Yeah. Well, that's convenient. Oh, that would be really convenient. Imagine yeah. opportunities. Oh, right? Yeah. You just, like, switch them out. <laughs> You're like, this one's kind of messed up. Eh. Yeah. Pop it out. Yeah. You're like, yeah. Yeah. this one has Here. a mole. <laughs> on the classic Schwarzenegger film, The Sixth Day, about clones where they do that, too, but they do it on their eyes. They have to put, like, the little machine over their eyes, and it pulls their personality. And then they put it over the copy and then dump it into them. Out through your eyeballs? From person to person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The eyes are the windows to the soul, what, man. What would Jordan do? <laughs> uh, oh, no. You'd yeah, have to Jordy. take off his visor. So <laughs> Poor visor. Um, Phil, what's your... I mean, I know you've seen this before, but, it, but it's been a while since you've watched it. Yeah, since I stopped doing my uh, watch-throughs three years ago now. Happy anniversary. Wow. Uh, happy anniversary to us. Yeah. Happy anniversary Aww. to us. Happy anniversary. Yeah. Thanks. Um... Yeah, so I haven't seen it's been a minute since I've seen this one. But as soon as I saw um the ship and what was going on, I it kicked in. I was like, Oh, that's right. This is the weird ass one. Um so <laughs> Yeah, we still have one more to go after this. Yeah, we still have one more to go. <laughs> um but yeah, and I mean the episode itself is fine. It it it's they they do I mean, unless you pick up on like kind of like Jeff did with like, oh well, he was right next to Julian when this happened, blah, blah, blah. Maybe something's going on. Um, they really hide it well until right at the end. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting. I do think it does rip off Schizoid Man a little bit from TNG, uh, with the idea at least. Um, but at least this time, I'm. It, it's there's there's more to it. There's more going on. I don't know. Uh, Kajada is, like, very, like... <laughs> I was I was really surprised <laughs> the look on Julian's face when she's like got the probe thing and she like jams it into his chest she's like and, stabs him. and it's just sticking up. Yeah. And she's like, mm, I'm still not convinced he's dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be damned if she's, she's like, mm, not dead. It's like, oh, she's seen some shit. OK, let's see how this oh, is going. Yeah. Well, and she's been chasing him for like 20 years. 20 years. 
Yeah. Yeah. Talk about a cold. Way too long to chase after anyone. No, that's yeah. Well, and then especially at the end when they finally like, well, they, they beam his consciousness out of Julian, which is kind of weird. They trek no babble their way out of this one, don't they? (laughs) They trek no babble their way into it, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Really? A smidge. Yeah. I like that term. I'm stealing that. Trek no babble. Trek no babble. babble. (laughs) Oh, yes. I use that all the time. (laughs) Well, they do that. And then they put him basically into like a hard drive. And then she yeah. just like destroys the hard drive. She's like, yeah, yeah screw the, it. The the little She's portable like, oh, hard drive. Oh, I can do whatever thing. I want with it. Pew. It very yeah. much it very much reminded me place. of TNG when they beamed Moriarty and his yes. whole thing into the little, little brick. Yeah, into yeah. the cube and then gave oh, it to Barclay yeah. or whatever oh. to keep track of. So side tangent, if I yes. may. Of course. The guy, I didn't realize that guy who played Moriarty was in the nanny. He was the butler in the nanny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How did I, I miss that? Someone, I think it was um, Anne Marie Siegel on Twitter tweeted it, and I'm just like, what? what? And I'm sitting at work just muttering to myself like, what? Yeah, we'll That's do that amazing. around here. My wife will be like, oh yeah, she'll be like watching this thing, and I'll be like, oh that dude is on Star Trek. I'm like that was yes. funny. Yeah, and she's like, it's like what? a six degrees of Kevin Bacon. If like it, it all goes yeah. back to Star Trek in some way somehow. Yeah. Exactly. I swear everyone and their mom has been on Star Trek. Oh, yeah. oh absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> well, yeah, look at look at TNG, like young Ashley Judd. That was one of her first, yes. her first roles was kissing Wesley Crusher. Mm. Yes. And That's a good zapped, episode, too. Getting zapped by a game. Yeah, the, the game. game. Where everyone's all doped up. I'm like, uh, Actually, I'm pretty sure Ashley Judd, she was the granddaughter of my mother's neighbor back home i know i have a connection to her somehow because when she showed up on the episode my mom was like oh i know her like you like what 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 What? do you have the phone number still like you know you know a judd connections connections right (laughs) that's funny um yeah this is this was an interesting episode it it was fine it's definitely a very kind of tng-esque first season even though i'm still enjoying their first season i think ds9 probably has one of the better first seasons compared to some of the other shows um you don't reinvent the wheel yeah yeah Yeah. um and i think this will count as so we kind of do this thing in our shows where we are keeping track of all the deaths through star trek um, and then for Ooh. DS9, we're tracking what Odo changes into, and then also Ferengi, Ferengi shenanigans. shenanigans. Ferengi shenanigans. So, so I think this counts as a Ferengi shenanigan because he was gonna try and steal this this ore, this mineral, and then so so that counts, right? Absolutely. It be done by a Ferengi. I think it works. It? Yeah, if it's a con, then it works. Okay, so let's add that to our tracker. One sh- one Ferengi sh- shenanigan. One Ferengi and, shenanigan and a death because he dies. Yes, the the prisoner, uh, what's he his name? Multiple again? times, apparently. There's a lot. Yeah. By the end, he's definitely died at least once. We'll call it one. <laughs> Absolutely dead. Vantica. 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 Did we get an Odo change in this one or a reference to one? Uh, no, he did Odo not did change. not appear in this episode. Ooh. Oh, he didn't appear in this episode. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm okay. sorry. Uh, it was Jake and Chief O'Brien that didn't appear. Yeah, Miles has been gone for a couple episodes. I think he yeah. went to Earth or something. I don't know. He's... Keiko's on Earth, but I don't know if he's with her or not. No, he said this is how nerdy we are. I think in the <laughs> the Dax episode there was like a captain's log and he goes uh, Chief O'Brien escorted his wife back to Earth for her grandmother's 100th birthday or something. So he's gone for a That's few That's a episodes. good way to write it yeah. in. Right? Because I think he's, he's not in the next one either. No. No, yeah, he's not. Yeah. Like, mm, he needed a couple of weeks off. 
Yeah. He's a freak. <laughs> See, but then that's where my brain goes. Okay, in real life, was there a reason he's not there? Yeah. Did, like, I'm like, okay, what roles was he playing? Did he have a, a movie or something he was in? Yeah. Something where he needed a couple of weeks off. <laughs> that's that. That's where my brain goes. Well, because yep. then they introduce, um, we get introduced to this new security officer who's again only in two episodes. He's in this one and then oh, the next yeah. one. Lieutenant Moron. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, he's so unlikable. It's yeah. just like, oh well, and, and man. And, and and I don't know if they wrote him dumb or if he just acted it poorly, but he is like the dumbest security officer in Starfleet. How he made lieutenant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, come on, there's Harry Kim who needs those pips more <laughs> right? than you. Yeah, it's true. Come here, give me that. <laughs> but at least he he learned something from Odo in the end. He learned to like think outside the box. I was going to say he apologized. Like, <laughs> yeah. He was a jerk, but then he apologized. Yeah, I guess. can't hold it too hard, I guess. Uh, <laughs> We're uh, nerds. We can hold anything. Uh, like, yes, we yeah. can. I can hold on to that grudge real tight. I don't know. <laughs> I still hold the grudge for Steve leaving Blue's Clues. I can hold it for a long time. <laughs> Just broke my heart again. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hyperventilated. <laughs> I get too emotionally attached to characters. <laughs> I can feel that. Man. <laughs> um, yeah, he was kind of a weird character. I don't know why they in- – did they just introduce him because O'Brien was gone? Like, we need a filler for a couple episodes? That's kind of like, like but he kind of – he he comes onto the station without much fanfare, and he disappears like nothing happened. So yeah. It kind of seemed more like they wanted a foil for Odo to point out that he wasn't a Starfleet officer. I mean, they've, they've had that several times now where he and – Cisco clash over that where he's like you need yeah. to do it the Starfleet way and he's like no I'm not gonna I'm and he's like Starfleet. well you better yeah. I do yeah. what I want <laughs> and it's just like Cartman I do what I want to I do yeah. what I want <laughs> respect my authority <laughs> well I actually I thought he was gonna be like a red herring or something like I thought he was gonna be yeah uh, I thought he was gonna be in with, on the transfer with Vantica. of stuff yeah yeah because yeah, he, he came out of nowhere well, and he's just sense, like yeah because yeah, yeah. he just says I'm with security I'm like well do we have like approve it. I don't like you don't. There's no like transfer papers. Like he just kind of shows up in Cork's bar. It's like on any cop show where there's always a celebrity guest that shows up, and you're like, oh, that's gonna be the killer. Mm-hmm. The, that's the murder. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Or, or, or like on CSI. Fall. Oh, that's the dude that's gonna die. They're dead. Yep. They're... <laughs> Pretty much. <Instant>. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> murder, they're, they're the murderer, the dead person. Yeah, that's the only reason to have him on, basically. Yeah. Um. That's the fun. So of we it. do. That. The other so the other thing that was kind of confusing in in my brain so there's a part where um uh Kajada is spying on Quark because Quark is is organizing this like smuggling thing and then she falls off the railing now and then she says she was pushed so is that to implying that Julian as Vantico mm-hmm. pushed her or okay yes. yeah hundred percent yeah she was that, tossed that off would the be the implication the I think, yeah. yeah. Which, how do you let that man sneak up to on you on a metal grated floor? <laughs> yeah. He's like, I like, was wearing my softest slippers. They were very quiet. Yeah. I'm no super spy, but I can feel vibrations were... pretty well. Yeah. Right. Jul- yeah. Julian James bonded his way through this. I don't fucking think so. Yeah. He's a little <laughs> precursor. Mm. Well, He's it wouldn't be Julian. It was whatever that guy inside his brain apparently can sneak better than Julian can in his own body. He's Probably. just crawling on the ceiling and drops down. Yeah, right. <laughs> Spider Man's at a cross with lava. Yeah. He was bitten by oh, a what? gamma quadrant spider, so. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. Oh, we gotta do our uh, our kill tracker. Okay, so we okay, added yes, in so one. And we added yes. the shenanigan. 
So we have our 1650 from TOS. We have our 30,028 from TNG. And then we have now 11 deaths from DS9 for a total of 31,689 people who have lost their life during Star Trek. The Battle of Wolf 359 was really bad. I lost a lot of good guys that day. The population of my town! (laughs) I always love the look on someone's face when we do that death toll, and they're like, what? It's gotten Mm -hmm. better and better with it, because they're like, oh, it's going to be like a few hundred, and then we're like, 30,000, like That's a lot of people. A few ships have blown up. It's it's been good. good. Well, yeah, you just you destroy. You see, it. you see the Yamato is a galaxy class starship, and it blows up. There's a thousand people right there. She's like, well, crap. Uh, Too much. Take a drink. They're gone. That was it. Yeah. Pour one out so, for the uh, and then you added one for the Ferengi shenanigans. One shena- one more shenanigans. So we have three shenanigans from the All Ferengi, right. and then we have Odo changing into a rat, a chair, some shit in a bucket, food <laughs> cart, and a painting. <laughs> In a bucket, which is his natural state. That's his natural state. He's, he's relaxed. That's, that's still... him exhaling. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But it could be a nice, a, a nice bucket, like a, a platinum. A, a, a could have been a latinum lined bucket. Yeah, it could have been a latinum yeah. lined bucket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can no. only hope. <laughs> yeah. I imagine nice. he has like a travel size bucket that's just plastic, so he can get through TSA, sort of a thing, like. Just like collapsible. A they take to the beach. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like the dog bowls. Yeah. <laughs> Don't, let me like, pop this open. That'd be amazing. He's like, I know how security works. I'm I'm already packed. Yeah. That'd be I amazing. have TSA pre-check. It's fine. I can get on the <laughs> shuttle with my metal bucket. <laughs> but does he count as a liquid over three ounces? Oh. <laughs> That's how he like has to divide question. himself up into little containers to get through. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. Which is the exact same thing. Mason jars full of Odo. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you have to put him in a clear plastic bag, too. So he's got to figure out. So is he the Ziploc bag, too? Then? <laughs> and who zips the bag once it. he gets inside? His little like, hand like reaches out like just seals it. God, I, I suddenly want this shirt of just like mason jars, and it just says mason jars of Odo. Like, I want that. Odo 1, Odo 2, Odo 3, Odo 4. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, please assemble an order. Do not oh, shake. God. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Uh, oh, you like your Odo shaken, not stirred. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I could so see that as a T-shirt on like yes. Redbubble or something. That would be hilarious. Mm, someone needs to make this. <laughs> if um, we can get and... a Cetacean Ops Beluga Whale shirt, I'm sure we can yes. end up getting an Odo going through TSA shirt. Oh, that'd be amazing. I think I, I think we will have to work on this. Do oh, it. Plans. Oh, plans. <laughs> <laughs> Great things are afoot among the uh, Nerd Trek podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, um, what else happens in this stuff? That's kind of it. Yeah, they figure out it's Julian. They beam the consciousness now. They kill him. And then everyone goes about their business. And that's it. <laughs> yeah. And we mentioned a little earlier the connection between oh, yeah. this, ep- this episode and Gambit. Um, Caitlin mm-hmm. Brown, who's Kajada in this episode, um, also plays um, – in Gambit, she's like the red-haired. Uh, yeah, with the weird oh hair. I can't. Yeah, I can, and I can't remember her name now. Save my life. Lackey oh. number four, something uh, like that. <laughs> oh, so she's kind of one like, like in the background. Uh, she wasn't the, the core, the, like she's main like part one, of right? the crew. Okay. Yeah, she's one of the she's yeah. one of the crew. She's like a kind of humanoid, pale with like the bright red hair, kind of all poop on top. Oh, okay. Loopy, yeah, because because yeah. the main villain that was Robin Curtis, right, as like the Vulcan. Romulan, right? Uh, no, he's the dude who has like the freaky Wait. forehead and the hair loopies. 
That's every episode. And, yeah, that is. He's <laughs> <laughs> no. the one with the ridges somewhere on his face. Just, no. uh, Richard Lynch. Yeah, Richard Lynch Richard was Richard Baran. Was... Robin Curtis was Talera, the Vulcan yeah. slash Romulan. Oh, that's right. Because yeah, Gambit's the one with the like uh, the Vulcan neuralizer, where like mm-hmm. it attacks negative yeah, emotions, right? Yep. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, and, well, and cool. Caitlin Brown said in an interview that she's uh, that her appearance here earned her that role in Gambit. Really? Oh. The time, the timing of this, yeah. Gambit was okay. Gambit was in October, and this was uh, earlier in the year. This was like February or something. Oh, that's right. I always forget that 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 they overlapped. Yeah, we have the overlap. That's right. So yeah, this is this is taking place at the same time of as season five of TNG. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because there is yeah. a thing a no, crossover. Sorry, uh, this is season seven. I'm sorry. I can't even keep them straight anymore. Yeah, Gambit, Gambit was the beginning of season seven. <laughs> season seven. Okay. Yeah. yeah Cause then I think in TNG coming up, there's a, there was a crossover with Jul- where they are at DS9 and then Julian's on. That's where like data starts to yes. dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm Dr. Bashir. I'm Dr. I'm Bashir. Like, I don't know who you are. And then I started watching DS9. I was like, oh, now I know who you are. And that <laughs> castle. Yeah, yeah. Well, he broke into their sick bay. On, yes, on yeah. that one. He just like shows up in there. It's like, Hey, what's up? Which kind of fits for him. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent on brand. Yeah. Oh yeah. Nice. Um, I don't know. Any other thoughts on this episode? I think it's kind of covered it. Yeah. No, it's, it's a it's, pretty cut and dry it's, it's one. Pretty it's pretty yeah. good though. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Self-contained thing. Little mystery. Um, yeah, not terrible. It, it, it's fine. Like I said, I give most shows a first pass or a, a pass on their first season. Cause I know they're, they're kind of working some things out They're They're trying to figure out characters and, and there's like leftover scripts from stuff, but, um, Do we have a Davo meter for this episode. Yeah. What's your Davo meter? Davo meter, Davo meter. I'm going to give this a 7.5. Not terrible. Okay. It kind of seems to be, honestly, I think about the sevens is a run of the mill for DS nine. So mm-hmm. that's pretty good. I'm going to, I'm going to score it at that. <laughs> is there a cadiometer? <laughs> I mean, is on a scale from one to ten, I would probably, in the grand scheme of DS9, give this one a four and a half. Yeah. Because you have such good things coming. Yeah, like, that's fair. It's, I mean, for season one, it's good because it gets more characters in, especially Dax. It, you, it really mm. helps establish how she is a scientist. She thinks things through. She's smart, but also cool. Like, mm-hmm. she's <laughs> no. my favorite from DS9. So it was good to see, like, the early establishing of her. Absolutely. Yeah, I think you're right. This is, it's good for the first season, but then, yeah, once you get into the later stuff, it's definitely, it, it kind of adjusts the scale a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, Phil, what are your thoughts? You're good, bad, indifferent? Yeah, for, for season one, this is a pretty good episode. Um, it, it's kind of overall, yeah, I think Katie had it right. It's it's about a four and a half to five episode. It's it's pretty average. Um, but for season one, yeah, it's it's really good. And um, yeah, I mean, we get the weird lieutenant security guy who we'll see for one more episode, and then he's gone like the wind. And that's it. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. Which is fine. Yeah. <laughs> it all works out. To, he did not need to hang around. <laughs> It's good. Yeah. So recalibrating my scale to their scales, I'm going to go with a five two, because apparently I am scoring way him. too high. I need to like readjust. Because <laughs> oh, everything later. Else is for be one for a show well, That's like true. I said, I feel like it's middle of the road. Middle of the road would be a five, right? Not seven and a half. I seem to score from like five to ten. There you <laughs> instead go. of yeah. instead you just of one to ten. From one to seventeen, and that just seems <laughs> comfortably in the middle. Just readjust. <laughs> nice. Um, 
Well, yeah. So that's kind of it for for this episode. Uh, Katie, thank you so much for doing this. Um, where can people find you online? Tell us about your your different nerdy stuff that that you do on yeah. Twitter and TikTok. Well, I'll tell you what. You can find me at weather underscore Katie. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. My YouTube is either meteorologist Katie Nicolau for professional stuff or so many random fandoms for all the craziness that ensues there. <laughs> and if all else fails, just Google icicle poop TikTok and then you'll find me because that's the reason why I won't be able to ever run for president because that's all people <laughs> know me about. I told people that there's bird poop and icicles and world caught fire. <laughs> I did not know this. I have to go Google this now. I think I might have to give oh, up my yeah, job no. doing our outros and let her do it from now on. Holy cow. Like, <laughs> I <laughs> still have a lot of awesome stories. stories. It's like 17 million views initially. And wow. it was just this woman who was bugs bunnying an icicle she picked from her roof and was like eating it. I'm just like, please don't do that. The icicles form from the water that runs down your roof. You know what else is on your roof? Bird poop. A lot of it. And that water picks it up and freezes it in the ice. You're eating poop. So there's like gifts of me out there just being like, you're eating poop, holding an icicle. <laughs> I got interviewed for TMZ, uh, wow. CBS, Ooh. like Good Morning America, I think was it, CBS This Morning. It was nuts. Gosh, that is great. Is that the like peak of like your career? Is that you're a meme now? You're, you're a gif? Oh. <laughs> oh yeah! Every winter, every winter, without fail, I'll get people who tag me in p- videos of people eating icicles or snow or something. I'm just like, don't eat nature, guys. Nature's nature. dirty. <laughs> I like that. Don't eat nature. I need a shirt that says that. Yes, you do. <laughs> wow. Uh, so go check out Katie's stuff because aside from just awesome science and weather and nerdy stuff, then you have great cosplays and 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 go what? say hi to Katie in person if you ever see her. Nicely. I like to say hi to people. I work the morning shift, so I don't get to socialize often. (laughs) Ah. Socializing's good, especially with with nice nerds. Right? Exactly. Exactly. It's great. It is. Yes. Be nice people. Come on. (laughs) Always. Yes. Always. Awesome. Um Dave, why don't you do our outro and then that'll be it for this episode. Alrighty, yeah. Find out what's your nerd trick at thenerdtrick.com, where we got links to our social medias. You can see our faces if you want to. You can buy some of our shit. And whatever you are done writing, bitch, to Julian Bashir's consciousness, you can give us a five-star rating and review, and we'll read that out over the air. Nice. Damn, it came strong today. A plus. A plus. (laughs) All right, that is it for us, everyone. (laughs) Thank you for listening. We always appreciate it. We will catch you on the next one. Bye, everybody. See ya. Oh.